This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hey, y'all. Hi. Hello, lovely. We're here. Yay! <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. Woo! Me either. It feels weird. We only didn't record one, one, one Friday. But yeah. You have no idea how foreign it feels. It does. Just to skip one day. I almost forgot that we were recording this Friday, honestly. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but we made it back. It. Here we are. Yay! For your listening pleasure. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, It's episode 93. Oh, my gosh. Alcatraz. Alcatraz is a good one. Mm-hmm. We split this one between the two of us because, oh, my gosh. So much stuff. There's so much. And there's so many photos. So go to the socials. Yes, definitely go to the socials. So you can see them. Because they're really good. Peruse the photos as you listen to the episode so you can see what we see. Check out our hump day treat. Because it's hump, hump day. day. Wow, there was a lot of movement on Amanda's side of the room. <laughs> I don't know. I just did like a little white girl bob. I know, I looked up and she's like grooving her head, twirling her hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cool kid shit. I'm trying to get some energy. You need some energy? I need some energies. <laughs> That's what my son says, energy. Well, thank God you brought us some. Okay. So here's the thing. (laughs) I had a plan. Yeah, yep, yep. I executed the plan. You did? We're not sure about the plan. (laughs) Okay, here's what happened. So I knew, I've known for a while since like last season, I wanted to get something from Giuseppe's. Mm -hmm. It's an Italian restaurant here in town. They hand make pasta. It's phenomenal. It's so delicious. Some of their spinach pasta last week. Oh my oh, gosh, Megas! Their angel hair pasta is divine. Everything, everything it's I've ever so eaten good. there is delicious. Even their fucking salad, y'all, mm-hmm. is good. So I knew I wanted to get something from there, but it's kind of hard to eat pasta and podcast, right? And so I didn't. I didn't really know what to do. And I saw that they serve antipasto boards. Yeah, which Genius. is like a charcuterie board. Right. And I was like, okay, here we go. This way I can talk about Giuseppe's and all of their wonderfulness. Yeah, and snack on some good stuff. Yeah. So I order it, and I go pick it up. Mm-hmm. And they are located across the street from Cuban Liquor. I've never been in there before. Oh, uh, love So Cuban I was liquor. like, well, let me pop in over there instead of going to Berkshire's to get a bottle of wine. Yeah. Sensory overload. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Yeah. You walk in and you smell food. It smells like a deli. Don't just, go there expecting to just run in and run out. It, it, that's what I did. That's not a thing. I'm so you disappointed that I left without looking. Yeah, you need to be able to peruse. You walk in and it's like you don't. Your eyeballs don't know where to go. <laughs> and it smells like a deli. And you're like, where's that wonderful smell coming from? You walk through like this gift shop area. Oh yes. And I couldn't even browse. And it's it's kind of tight in there. They got a lot packed in that tiny yeah, building. Yeah. And I was like. Oh my God, don't knock anything over. 
So I'm not graceful. <laughs> and I had this big ass purse on my shoulder True. and it was like, oh my God, don't knock anything over. And then there was so much wine. I didn't know what to focus on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they have a plethora and they have all the proper names. There's nothing that says sweet white. Cheap, cheap white wine this way. There's mm-hmm. no sign that says there's that. There's no barefoot. There's, there's so none of that. I panic because I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to look, I don't know what to look at. So I see a shelf that says rose and I'm like, I like rose. We know that one. I'll go there. So the first bottle I picked up is the one I ended up getting. Okay. And it's so beautiful. The artwork on the front is like very 70s style. Well, oh, the, yeah, color the colors scheme are is very 70s. But the pattern is very like yeah, the artwork 60s. is great, fifties or sixties. I don't know. It's gorgeous. Either way, you'll see the picture. Just go look. Go look at the picture. I should have like read the label better <laughs> because I can't pronounce some of these words. Your guess is as good as mine, honey. But it says Bio Rose, Bouquet, and Melnick and Mavred. Yeah, made with organic grapes. So I turn it over on the back. To make sure I was going to like it. Right. And there's nothing that says sweet, so I had to wing it. It says aroma of peach, yellow cherry, and apricot. Mm-hmm. But then it said it's good with cheese. I got some of that. So yeah, we like, got okay. cheese. And on the little flavor profile, the dryness was the lowest and the fruit was the highest. So I was like, surely this is something we'll like. So I'm going to read you the little description because I like it. Yeah. An American mother-daughter team followed their maternal roots to Bulgaria. They discovered a 5,000-year winemaking tradition steeped in history, variety, quality, and value. Bouquet, a cross between Mavred and Pinot Noir. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. Melnik and Mavred are indigenous Bulgarian grapes. So those are the grape types. Nice. Yeah, I was not smart enough to know that. That is really but, um, super cool. Yeah, I kind of stopped at the 5,000-year-old winemaking tradition. I was like, okay. Yeah, that that's awesome. Good. But anyway, it's good. We tried it. We liked it. It's really, really good. It's it's fancy. Now, it's and the color is beautiful. Let's get back to this antipasto board. Here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's. So we get back here, and I open the box, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know what this is. We don't know what it is. I know what the walnuts are. <laughs> There's some figs. There's figs, and it took us a minute to figure that out. Uh, yeah, we had to open it up and smell it. There's three different kind of cheeses and three different kind of meats. Yeah, we don't know what they One are. of the meats, I'm pretty sure, is prosciutto. I think the other one is salami. We think we got a salami in there. Okay, so here's what I decided to do. Well, I'll go back to the menu of the restaurant that I found online. Yeah, yeah. And read. Get the description, right? So I, I'm going <laughs> to read it to you. Antipasto board. Assortment of salt-cured meats, Italian cheeses, and accompaniments. Help! So, what is this? We're gonna start trying shit. Oh, are we gonna do like a? Okay, fuck it. Let's Let's start trying shit. Alive. Okay, I'm gonna pick that cheese that smelled real good. (laughs) That's the one I want to do. It's the other one. Okay. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it is, but it's. Oh, piece of (laughs) mozzarella. You breaking the cheese? Ah! Oh, it is crumbly. That's why. Yeah, it's very dry, but it's good. It's supposed to be dry. Is it Parmesan? It might. Yeah, I think this is a block of Parmesan. Block of Parmesan. That's exactly what that is. So we're gonna put that back. (laughs) Um, because that's dry as fuck. I think you're supposed to eat it with the meat. I'm finna chug wine. The wine said with cheese. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's better. Might need to swish it around a little bit. Ooh. Okay, so the the Parmesan is fresh. Let me back up here. The Parmesan is not disgusting. Mm-mm. But have you ever take taken grated Parmesan cheese and just poured it in your mouth? That's it's, what it. That's what that was like. like. That. Don't just bite it like that. Don't do that. I'm yeah. saving you. That's what I'm saying. I think we sh- the meat is like very thinly sliced. So I'm, I'm guessing we're supposed to wrap meat around this. We are not fancy enough for this hump day treat. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's put that down. I want to try this. Oh, and there's walnuts too. Do we say that there's walnuts? I think so. I don't like walnuts though, so those are yours. I know. Well, no, I'm gonna I don't try... do walnuts either. We're gonna like try nuts. the salami looking thing now. It smells delightful. Pastrami, salami. It's not pastrami. Uh, I'll get them confused. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. It's delightful, whatever fuck it is. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm here for this. Okay. Yeah, we like that. I'm scared now. I'm so scared to eat this other stuff. It smells good. I don't think I'm fancy enough. I didn't think this through. Don't be a bitch. Come on. We should have made one of those s'mores charcuterie boards that I see on the Facebook. With the assortment of chocolates and graham crackers. We're doing that one next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm trying this cheese. I think it's pepper jack, but I'm not sure. Doesn't smell pepper jack spicy though. Mmm. That's like Italian herbs. I don't care what it is. This is fucking good. That's like some sort of Italian herb yeah, it is. in there. Okay. Okay. If y'all are brave, get you an antipasto board because this is kind of fun. Yeah. Hmm. And whatever this is is delightful. Oh, I like it. Okay. I'm gonna take a piece of this meat, this mystery meat. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to wrap it around this piece of cheese since the cheese is good. So if the I'll meat try sucks, the, the questionable prosciutto then. Okay. We think it's prosciutto. I don't know. It smells piece. really good though. Maybe it, maybe, no, this is something different. Okay. All right. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Okay. I couldn't cut it. Mm-mm. That's definitely prosciutto. It's good. I have no idea what this is, but it's good. <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot with the cheese in it. Mm-hmm. I can't distinguish. I should have tried it separately. The prosciutto makes it taste like smoky Italian cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was fun. I liked it. We're one step closer to fancy pants. Oh, my gosh. We did something adult-like. I know. Or child, I don't know. We tried new foods, Dad. Aren't you proud? Can we get a sweet treat now? Uh, <laughs> we got wine. There we go. That's what Ashton asks when he tries new stuff. I can have a sweet treat? Well, hell yeah. Yep. All right. I want a sweet treat for trying stuff. I know. Nobody gives adults sweet treats. I know. That, we need to do that. Normalize. We do home day treats. but <laughs> Normalize sweet treats. All right, here we go. Okay. Episode 93, Alcatraz. Let's do it. I have the history for you. Okay. okay. And I am touching on things throughout history because if I gave you all of it, it'd be like reading a history book. That's so much. So here we go. I get to do the the spooky stuff. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Me too. I'm excited to hear your spooky stuff. Mm. 
All right. So our synopsis. The federal prison on Alcatraz Island in the chilly waters of California's San Francisco Bay housed some of America's most difficult and dangerous felons during its years of operation from 1934 to 1963. That was a long sentence. It was. It was like almost practically the whole paragraph. Yeah. No inmate ever successfully escaped the rock, as the prison was nicknamed. So go ahead and let's look at the first picture. It says Alcatraz. This is the prison. And this is such a beautiful picture. Whoever took this is like bomb ass. Is that a real photo? Yeah. I found it in several different places. It's on the Parks and Recreation website. Holy shit. It looks like a painting. It's beautiful. That is gorgeous. And you see the lighthouse poking out the top? Yes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the lighthouse. Okay. Me too. Okay. (laughs) God. (laughs) Please stay. (laughs) Please don't go. It's going to get really good. I promise. I promise. In 1775, Spanish explorer Juan Manuel de Ayala explored and named Alcatraz Island La Isla de los Alcatraces, or Island of the Pelicans. Pelicans. It's a pelican. With... What? (laughs) It's from Scarface. Manny, look at this. Pelican play. Come on, pelican. Oh, look at the pelicans. I I miss that. No? I miss that. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) With no vegetation or habitation, the 22-acre rocky island was little more than a desolate islet occupied by the occasional swarm of birds. 75 years later, in 1850, President Millard Fillmore... Millard <laughs> signed an order reserving the island for military use. During the 1850s, a fortress was constructed on Alcatraz and 100 cannons were installed around the island to protect San Francisco Bay. A little tidbit that yeah. I, I didn't put in there. They never actually had to use the cannons. They've never been, they've oh, never been fired. I didn't even know that. Yeah. They've never been fired. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. Also during this time, Alcatraz became home to the West Coast's first operational lighthouse. A cell house blocked the lighthouse in the 20th century, so a new one took over guiding duties in 1909. But the original lamp built in 1854 to aid ships passing through the Golden Gate still blinks today. (gasps) So they just took the light part from the top and put it in the new lighthouse. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. I want to go even more. I know. That's really cool. By the late 1850s, the U.S. Army had begun holding military prisoners at Alcatraz. Once fully equipped with weapons in 1859, the island was deemed Fort Alcatraz. Isolated from the mainland by the cold, strong waters of San Francisco Bay, the island was deemed an ideal location for a prison. It was assumed no Alcatraz inmate could attempt to escape escape by swimming and survive. I have an aerial view of it so you can see... um, and just how big it is, it's really not big at all. The The prison is literally the only thing. And oh my. that's the proximity to San Francisco Bay. Yeah, they say that you can actually hear traffic. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Yep. Oh, my. I didn't realize it was that small. I mean, I've seen several photos of this thing. But that it's really gives it packed onto that one little island. I know that really gives it perspective looking at it like that in comparison to the mainland from the other pictures. Cause I knew I wanted an aerial view, but I chose that one cause you could really tell yeah. just how small it is. That's probably the best one I've ever seen. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> wow. Thank you, interweb. Yeah. 
During its years as a military prison, the inmates at Alcatraz included Confederate sympathizers and citizens accused of treason during the American Civil War. Alcatraz also housed a number of, quote-unquote, rebellious indigenous Americans, including 19 Hopis from the Arizona Territory, who were sent to prison in 1895 following land disagreements with the federal government. So that's what they said, but it wasn't always land disagreements. Yeah. Sometimes it was because they didn't want to integrate their children into the public school system. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just anything that the U.S. deemed unacceptable— or threatened their ways. Yes. So, yeah, it was bullshit, but I digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another topic. Yes. The inmate population at Alcatraz continued to rise during the Spanish-American War. So at that point, mm-hmm. it was still just a military prison. During the early 20th century, inmate labor fueled the construction of a new cell house, the 600-cell structure that still stands today, along with a hospital, mess hall, and other prison buildings. According to the National Park Service, when this new complex was finished in 1912, it was the world's largest reinforced concrete building. Holy crap. So what still stands today is yeah. mostly not the original fortress. Aww, so really? a lot of that, yeah, because of earthquakes and different oh. things, a lot of it has fallen down. But some of it is part of the original fort structure. But a majority of it was built in the early 1900s. Well, that's kind of sad. But I appreciate them for, you know, restoring it. Yes. But there were a lot of earthquakes in San Francisco, well, have been throughout the years. Yeah. And, you know, it has destroyed some of the structures. Okay. Prisoners spent their days working and learning. Some were even employed as babysitters for the families of prison officers. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll get back to it. Okay. They eventually built a baseball field, and inmates fashioned their own baseball uniforms. Yes, girl, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Queen. Boxing matches among inmates known as Alcatraz fights were hosted on Friday nights. Fight club. <laughs> the first rule of fight club. <laughs> Okay, Amanda. I'm sorry. (laughs) Brad Pitt says. (laughs) I um, I know, I'm out. Prison life played a role in the changing landscape of the island. The military transported soil to Alcatraz from nearby Angel Island, and many prisoners were trained as gardeners. They planted roses, bluegrass, poppies, and lilies. Under the order of the U.S. Army, Alcatraz was a fairly mild institution. So that's why there's all those flowers. Yeah. Okay. So while it was a military prison, life was still pretty good there. Not not too terrible. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. Because of Alcatraz's reputation as a severe place, it isn't easy to imagine kids running about on the island while the prison was operational. Yeah. But the guards could bring their wives and kids to live with them, which made for a rather unusual childhood. Employees lived at Building 64, and there was a pool table, bowling alley, and convenience store, although frequent shopping trips to the mainland were essential for stocking up on supplies. Families could fish, and the youngsters would be on the lookout when new inmates were due to arrive. I actually have a picture of kids watching a ship of prisoners come in. Ideal life right there. Look at that. Look at these kids hanging onto the fence waiting for the ship to come in. Oh, my God. If y'all just, like, I could have shared so many pictures. If y'all just Google kids at Alcatraz. Okay. 
You can see pictures of kindergarten classes and kids fishing and whole families having family portraits in front of the prison. This and is like fantastic. It's great. The bowling alley was outside, but there's a picture of the bowling alley. Like there was so much. It was that is a rabbit hole in itself. Holy crap. I want to talk to someone who grew <laughs> up there. That's it's crazy. Holy crap. Okay. In 1933, the Army relinquished Alcatraz to the U.S. Justice Department, which wanted a federal prison that could house a criminal population too difficult or dangerous to be handled by other U.S. penitentiaries. Following construction to make the existing complex at Alcatraz more secure, the maximum security facility officially opened on July 1, 1934. The first warden hired approximately one guard for every three prisoners. Boy, did that change. Yeah. <laughs> Each okay. prisoner had his own cell. So, funny story. <gasps> Go look at the picture that's a cell. Okay. I chose this one because it was one of the few that was in color and kind of set up probably for the tours. Yeah. But it gave a good perspective items. of size because it had a lot of items in there. <laughs> I didn't I notice. It. <laughs> I did not notice until I got here and opened my file up. The picture that I chose has some sort of like dummy or mannequin head just laying on the bed. So there's that. I have no idea where that came from, but it has to be one of the dummy heads that those guys used to escape. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. I have no other explanation for that at all. I thought they just used hair though. Well, it was like a, it was a head, but they used like human hair and stuck it to it. Okay. I thought they just had human hair sticking out like Mm -mm. on the pillow. No, like they actually made. Okay. Well, then maybe that's what that is. It's got to be. Girl. (laughs) I didn't, uh, yeah. I kind of breezed through the picture process, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's a head. Yeah. The, (gasps) The Federal Bureau of Prisons or the BOP. But it's not even on the pillow. It's just in the <laughs> middle of the bed. It makes no sense. <laughs> Sorry. It's just a prop strewn about. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not where they put it. They put it on their pillows. Like, get it right. Oh, my God. It's bugging me. I want to they close pick. out of the picture. I did. The okay. Federal Bureau of Prisons, or the BOP, Bump. viewed... Alcatraz as the prison systems prison. Could they put it in different words? Prison systems prison. Yeah. Saying that this is the most ideal prison according to the prison system. Yeah, I get it. A place where the most disruptive inmates could be sent to live under sparse conditions with few privileges in order to learn how to follow rules, at which point they could be transferred to other federal prisons to complete their sentences. (laughs) So they wanted the most unruly people to go to Alcatraz to be broken down to be able to go back to regular prisons. The baddest of the baddest. Yeah, that's what they say. Yep. According to the BOP, Alcatraz typically held around 260 to 275 prisoners at a time. That's a lot of prisoners. Yeah, depending on the amount of space you have. I mean... And three guards to every one? Yeah, and they had a 600-cell prison. Okay, yeah, so it's... Okay, yeah. never mind. I'm going to shut up. Daily life in the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary became harsh. Prisoners were given four rights. They included medical attention, shelter, food, and clothing. 
The warden, James Johnston, enacted a soul-sucking, no-talking rule in the prison's first few years. Breaking the rule led to a stay in the dungeons. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of said dungeons. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. It's just like a picture of the openings. Yeah, I know. But it's creepy. It's very creepy, yeah. There's no more cell doors there, but you see each archway is like a... Yeah, and you can see where the doors yeah. were, like the base to it, where it was anchored. Yep. Mm. The inmates collectively protested not being able to communicate with each other, realizing there weren't enough solitary cells to hold all of them, mm-hmm. which was pretty smart. It worked, and the rule changed. Recreational activities and family visits had to be earned through hard work. Punishments for bad behavior included hard labor, wearing a 12-pound ball and chain, and lockdowns where prisoners were kept in solitary confinement restricted to bread and water. I mean, I'll stay in my cell away from everybody. I don't give a shit. Go away. You would for a prolonged period of time. If you were just given bread and water and not allowed to leave a cell. No, I'm not talking about that part. It's just the part of being left alone so I can take a nap. Oh, my God. I cannot with you. You're in prison. (laughs) You'll get naps. (laughs) Oh, my cow. (laughs) Officers would put rule-breaking inmates in D-block, and they'd only be allowed out for a single hour a week. If they continued Mm -mm. to make trouble, they'd end up in the hole where an iron door blocked out the light and at least one of the five special cells had a hole rather than a toilet. Mm-hmm. So, no, no thank you. No, I don't you. want that one. No. No. Among those who did time at The Rock was the notorious Prohibition-era gangster Al Scarface Capone, who spent four and a half years there during the 1930s. His arrival on the island generated headlines across America. Capone was sent to Alcatraz because his incarceration in Atlanta, Georgia, had allowed him to remain in contact with the outside world and continue to run his criminal operation in Chicago. He was also known to corrupt prison officers. All of that ended when he was sent to Alcatraz. Mm -hmm. According to the biography Capone by John Cobbler, Capone once told the warden, quote, it looks like Alcatraz has got me licked, end quote. As a reward for good behavior, he was allowed to play banjo in the prison band, the Rock Islanders. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, his brain, wrecked by syphilis, put him in Alcatraz's hospital wing for a time, as did a stabbing by a fellow inmate. Yeah, he was a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs there for (laughs) for a little bit. Syphilis did that to many. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's what it does. Yeah. So keep it in your pants. (laughs) (laughs) It's always wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it before you tap it, as they say. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Hi, Mom. That's what they say. Hi, Mom. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a story there, but I'm not going to elaborate anymore. <laughs> I'm going to need to hear that but later. But my mom's though. not as cute and sweet as she looks, just saying. Oh, I already know this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it from somewhere. And my dad's not the only guilty party. So here we go. Other famous or infamous Alcatraz inmates included George Machine Gun Kelly. Baby. No, not Amanda's boyfriend. <laughs> who spent 17 years there on a kidnapping conviction. Gangster Alan Creepy Carpus. Yes. Karpowitz, listed as public enemy number one by the FBI in the 1930s, spent over 25 years behind bars at Alcatraz. Reportedly more time than any other prisoner. Wow. 
Murderer Robert Stroud, also known as the Birdman of Alcatraz, was transferred there after three decades at the federal penitentiary in Leavenworth, Kansas. Stroud arrived on the island in 1942 and served 17 years there. However, despite his nickname, he was not permitted to keep birds at Alcatraz as he had while locked up at Leavenworth. Yeah, because his cell stunk like bird shit. Yeah, it's fucking gross. I think I might do a case on him at one point in time. He's fascinating. He's cuckoo bananas. Do it. There's a part in my story that I decide I'm going to bring up later for one, two. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So maybe we need to do an Alcatraz deep dive. Ooh. I'm putting it on the list. list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you want to go to the notes, I have a picture that has three of the inmates. Okay. It says Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary Notorious Inmates. So the first picture on the left is Al Scarface Capone, prisoner number 85. Oh. The middle picture is George Machine Gun Kelly, prisoner number 117. I mean, his eyes are kind of pretty. And God. (laughs) And the picture on the right is Robert Birdman Stroud. Yeah. Prisoner number, is that 594? Five, three. Three or 594. I can't tell. It gets grainy when I zoom in. I don't know. My eyes suck. I think it's five because I'm comparing it to the 85 over there. So, yeah, 594. Okay. So that's what those fellers look like. The Birdman's got, like, elf ears. Oh, poor baby. He looks very elven. Yes, he do. Mm-hmm. He didn't stand a chance. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Over the years, there were 14 known attempts to escape from Alcatraz involving 36 inmates. The federal BOP reports that of these would-be escapees, 23 were captured, six were shot and killed during their attempted getaways, two drowned, and five went missing and were presumed drowned. Probably. Yeah, more than likely. The most famous escape attempt resulted in a battle from May 2nd to May 4th in 1946 in which six prisoners overpowered cell house officers and were able to gain access to weapons, but not the keys needed to leave the prison. Right. In the ensuing battle, the prisoners killed two correctional officers and injured 18 others. The U.S. Marines were called in and the battle ended with the deaths of three of the rogue inmates and the trial of the three others two of whom received the death penalty for their actions. You think? In total, about 1,545 men served time on the island. Eight prisoners were murdered by fellow prisoners, five men completed suicide, and 15 died naturally. Houses. That's a lot of deaths. Dude, that battle was insane. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? As I read that, in comparison to some of the other prisons we've talked about, that really isn't that many. No, people, it's no, that died yeah, the, the number, the number is extremely low considering everything that went on. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's kind of great. I, I'm, I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I didn't think about that until I read it out loud just now. Yeah. Cause I've read it in my research too, but yeah, it's really not that many. Mm-mm. Huh. The okay. F- The federal penitentiary at Alcatraz was shut down in 1963 because its operating expenses were much higher than those of other federal facilities at the time. Yeah. The prison's island location meant all food and supplies had to be shipped in. Also, the isolated island buildings were beginning to crumble due to exposure to the salty sea air. They also, I know I said about the food and supplies having to be shipped in, they also had to have fresh water shipped in. Oh, yeah. There was no fresh water there. Yeah, they couldn't tap into anything. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a pipe system. So once a week, they had water brought in. 
Wow. Yeah. In 1969, a group of indigenous Americans led by Mohawk activist Richard Oakes arrived on Alcatraz Island and claimed the land on behalf of, and this is a quote, this is what they called it, Indians of all tribes. So here's a picture, and remember, this this sign was made by the actual indigenous Americans who were protesting and Trying to take the land back. Oh, damn. So it says they, they kind of took over Alcatraz yeah, and said, did. Indians welcome, uh, United Indian property. <laughs> and it says Indian land on it. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of some indigenous people standing in front of it. So, um, they wanted their land back. Yes, they did. I mean, can you blame them? Mm, not a bit. So. So I'm just going to touch on this, but this is the mm-hmm. uh, this is what I want to talk about again later. Okay, because yeah, this, this was is good. extensive, and I had to stop myself. Okay, the activists hoped to establish a university and a museum on the island. Oaks left Alcatraz following the death there of his stepdaughter in 1970, and the remaining occupiers, whose ranks had become increasingly contentious and divided, were removed by order of President Richard M. Nixon in 1971. Okay, so that happened, and I'm going to circle back to that later. Like, we'll do that in our next Alcatraz episode. We'll talk about that more, because that, even though it was just a few years, yeah, it was a lot. A lot happened then. The island became part of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in 1972 and was open to the public a year later. Today, some one million tourists visit Alcatraz each year, and I shall be one of them. I'll drive you there and wave goodbye to you on the ferry, apparently. (laughs) Dad still says he's taking us. And now that uh, you can travel more freely, I'm supposed to be doing research. I'm going to Alcatraz. I'm going. Well, you have fun with that. I'll take pictures and EVPs for you. Will you steal a piece of the building for me? (laughs) Damn it, Bambi. You've set a precedent. Pick me a flower. <laughs> I'll dig you up a tulip bulb. There you go. <gasps> no, I don't want to grow it here. No, no. Why? No, no. If I pick you a flower, it'll die before I get home. Well, then I'll just dry it and have it all pretty. I don't want to grow something from there here. No. I do. I'm about to read you some shit. No. <laughs> I'll grow a tulip. I'll steal me a tulip. Anywho, last little tidbit that I thought was interesting Each year, hundreds of athletes participate in the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon. Crazy. Proving that with training and proper gear, it is possible to swim from Alcatraz and survive. First held in 1980, the event includes a one and a half mile swim to San Francisco, plus an 18 mile bike ride and eight mile run. Yeah, let's just add in more shit to swimming an already difficult place. Yeah, like they leave from Alcatraz and swim to San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched it. And then run and bike. It's insane. You people people are are legit crazy. Certifiable. Um, There is no way in hell (laughs) I would swim that far. No way in hell I would bike that far. No, and I am not running. And I am not running. I look funny when I run. (laughs) I have too much boobage. It's not happening. Oh, it hurts. And it ain't cute. So I have a complex about it. So, okay, let me tell y'all a, a scarring story. Okay. <sighs> Brittany's boobs came early. I was in fourth grade, and I had boobs. I wasn't wearing a training bra. I had 
boobs. I did not have that problem. So I'm in fourth grade and I'm in gym with boobs. Oh no. And I'm in PE and it's jump rope day. Fuck. And at this point in my life, being as I was 10 fucking years old, I hadn't really thought about the fact that my boobs move. I have boobs and they move. Right. And people might watch them. Yeah. So that hadn't occurred to me yet because I'm 10. Right. So I'm in PE and I'm jumping rope. And in my peripheral, I see a little group of boys over to the side and they are pointing and laughing. Of course they are. And then they are making gestures like this, like juggling boobs. Because they're dicks. Because they're 10 year old boys. I know. And I have had an aversion to any activity, for the most part, that makes my boobs move. (laughs) For the most part. (laughs) I just got that. (laughs) I was thinking about the gym. I just okay in an athletic setting. Well, I have an aversion to for that, and the, Patricia tries to stay in. Okay, she tries. I did sports in high school, also. Oh yeah, nothing can picture. nothing contains them. Cheer and softball, nothing them, contains yeah, them. Yeah, them, them. I quit softball because there was too much boobs. I quit softball for boobs. It's a thing. Okay, now that we've relived some of my childhood trauma, let's move on to Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. Okay, well, that was some excellent history. Very, very interesting. You did, you did a really good job. Seriously, very entertaining. It wasn't boring. No. Okay. No, that may have been one of the best histories you've ever done. Woohoo! Yeah. Probably because we like this. We need to have like a drunk history segment. That would be so cool. Oh, God. We should do that. Do some shots one night. I like it. Okay. It's your turn. Ba-da-ba. All right. <laughs> this might be fun. I, I for real, am feeling this a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it's a tongue relaxing exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I think too much like a to toddler. do it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Well, so <laughs> let's talk about some fucked up shit of, about Alcatraz, shall we? All right. Here we go. I'm ready. With its centuries-old history from ancient Native Americans to Fort Alcatraz to military barracks and most often known service as one of the toughest federal penitentiaries in the nation, it's no wonder that this place is said to be one of the most haunted in the nation. Ooh. I want to show you the most beautiful photo I've ever seen of Alcatraz in my entire life. Are you ready? Yeah. Ooh. Is that not the most... Like, oh my god. That's fantastic. It's the stairs at night illuminated. And there's the fog rolling in overhead. Oh that's yeah, fantastic. It's that is scary as fuck. Yeah, just pick me one of them bushes and right there. Kind of like romantical looking. Didn't it look a little romantical? I would love to be like riding on a boat and just kind of passing by and seeing this and maybe anchoring for a second and have a little yeah, smoochie. The had one would be like 
or just gaze. Yeah. Walking up the stairs with the wind blowing in my hair. Ooh, have one of those moments. Yes, a moment. With the music playing in the background. Yes, yes. You don't know why, but you're dying to try. You want to kiss the game. Spooky Alcatraz, though, right? Okay. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> Often described as a portal to another dimension, Alcatraz is filled with the energy of those who came to the rock and seemingly never left. Boom, boom, boom. From its first visitors, tales and legends of the island have circulated for centuries. In the beginning, the Native Americans believed the island to be inhabited by the evil spirits. Mm. They even referred to it as Evil Island. So there you go. That makes me think of Spooky Island. Yeah. From Scooby-Doo. And I always wanted to go. That's why I called it Spooky Alcatraz. <laughs> okay, but did you not always want to go to Spooky Island and well, fuck yeah. rave with like the sing kids? Been good time. <laughs> yes, rave yes. with the sing kids on the beach at Spooky Island with, without all the murdery stuff. But if it was fake and like a murder mystery party, <gasps> that would be so fun. Ooh. Okay, fortieth birthday idea. Ooh, girl. Spooky Island murder mystery birthday party. I'm here for it. I mean, that's years from now. So far so away. So far away. Not two and a half years away. No, not at all. Like Just so it's far like, away. It's like, I can't do math. 20s of years away. 20s of years away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. As severe punishment for violations of tribal law, Indians were sometimes isolated on the island or even banished for life to live among the evil spirits. Oh, no. Today, these spirits that continue to lurk in the shadows of the often fog-enshrouded island have been heard, seen, and felt... By both the staff and many visitors to Alcatraz. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> you know, I mean, scary, but so exciting. It's, it's, yeah. The sounds of men's voices, screams, whistles, clanging metal doors, and terrifying screams are said to be heard within these historic walls, especially near the dungeon. Oh my gosh, the dungeon it's seems so, funny so scary. That we kind of both mentioned it, but I have a completely different photo. Nice. And this is the entrance to the dungeon. Oh yeah. I Holy saw this one. Shit. Yeah. I don't wanna go down there unless there's a light. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd totally have to take a light, but I'm going down there. Oh my god. I'm scared of the dark. I'd have to have a I'm light. I'm yeah. Mm I don't I don't like dark. If I'm not Mm-mm. familiar with where I am. Fuck, I don't like dark if I am familiar with where I am. I my know. house is scary I, I in the dark. I have blackout curtains in my bedroom. I'm just saying. No, no. I sleep with the TV on. That's where I'm at in life. I fall asleep with the TV, but then I wake up like an hour later and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh, see, not me. If I wake up and the sleep timer has like turned it off, I turn it back on. That'll yeah. actually wake me up. It turning off can wake me up. Asher does that too. 
I'll try to go and turn off her TV, or I used to when she was younger, and it would actually make her wake up. Yeah, so Stephen like, will turn it that. off sometimes, and I'll be like, I was watching that, and he'd be like, you were asleep. No, I was watching that. I was Fuck listening. Off. Yeah, leave my shit alone. It's like reading a book. I'm just listening. Yeah. Shut up. Mind Anywho, your business. Mind your business. Am I bothering you? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it bothers him. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, okay, back to this <laughs> bad stuff. While the island served as a federal penitentiary, several guards reported extraordinary experiences, including hearing the sounds of sobbing and moaning, terrible smells, Ew, no, thank you, and reports of what they called the thing. <gasps> Ooh, that's a movie. <laughs> it is. <sighs> the old one is better. Just the old one. Don't don't just watch the remakes. Yeah, just okay. the old one. An entity that was said to appear with glowing eyes. Ooh. Other reports were made of phantom prisoners and soldiers appearing before the guards and families who lived on the island. That or, would suck. Uh, just side note. Okay. Why would that suck? No, no. What I'm. Uh, let me complete my words. Okay. In the words of my son. Let me let me finish my words. Okay. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. It would really suck to die in prison and then be stuck in prison oh, for, for all sure. of eternity. Yes, 100%. How fucked was your karma before? I mean, it was probably really bad <laughs> if you were if you were in prison in the first place. But right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, give me back myself. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but seriously, though, that would fucking suck. To be trapped for all eternity in prison. Oh, and what uh, if it was like a residual thing? So you were reliving like a terrible moment, like the the screaming in the dungeons. What if you just had to like relive your entrapment in the dungeons for all of eternity? What the fuck? You're going to get me started on what I believe that the afterlife is and shit. So reportedly, even Warden Johnston who did not believe in ghosts, once encountered the unmistakable sounds of a woman sobbing while leading several guests on a tour of the prison. The cries heard by the warden and the guests were described as coming from inside the walls of the dungeon. Ooh. Just as the sobbing stopped, an icy cold wind blew through the group. A woman, you say? A woman in the dungeon. Interesting. I know. Maybe the loved one of someone who passed whilst in the dungeon. Maybe. And that's where she remembers him being. Maybe. She's trying to find. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many possibilities. I know. Since the 1940s, apparitions have been seen at the site of the now burned out shell of the warden's house. During a Christmas party at Warden Johnston's, Several guards told the story of a ghostly man who suddenly appeared before them wearing a gray suit, brimmed cap, and sporting mutton-chop sideburns. Nice. As the startled guards stared at the apparition, the room suddenly turned very cold, and the fire in the Ben Franklin stove was extinguished. Oh, no. Less than a minute later, the spirit vanished. That's interesting. I have a photo of the warden's house or the ruins of it. Yeah. Wow. That's what's left. 
Twas big. Twas nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being warden pays well. Absolutely. I wouldn't want to be the warden, though. That's too many responsibilities. No, I don't like that. No. I would like the view from my house on Alcatraz Island. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. I wonder if somebody will, like, if it ever falls down and they let it go, if somebody will ever build a house on there. I, in all reality, I probably not. Live, I it's couldn't probably live protected. there unless there was. Well, it's owned by the Park Services, so yeah. But yeah, if they were property. to ever build a house out there, I couldn't live in it. Hell no! Do you realize how long it would take me to get to a coffee place? <laughs> oh my god! Like that's the real thing. That's oh the real my deal. God. Often, it has been reported that the old lighthouse will suddenly appear on foggy nights, accompanied by an eerie whistling sound and a flashing green light that makes its way slowly around the island. Appearing to both guards and visitors alike, the spectacle vanishes just as suddenly as it appears. So it's a light in addition to the lighthouse light. Right. Okay. It's That's the, weird. The oh, old, a green old light. One. A green yeah, light. there's the old one appears, and then there's a green light that flashes around the. Interesting. Yeah, aliens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. If I was an alien, I'd visit Alcatraz. Well, hell yeah. There's no threat there. Mm-mm. That'd be interesting. Get me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it's probably prettier than going to Area 51. So there you go. Well, yeah. And way more cooler. Way more cooler. (laughs) So when the prison was still open, other guards told of hearing phantom cannon and gunshots, which is kind of weird because you said that they were never fired. Mm -mm. So what was that? The bay never had to be protected. Yeah. So... What? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Practice? No. I was going to say practice rounds, but did 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 they? But you said they were never fired. Yeah, so. it said it was never fired. I'm confused. But maybe. 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 There were ships battling in the bay before the island, like before Alcatraz Island was ever like a thing. Oh, my God. We're going to have to do that. That's in your topic. <laughs> the deep dive that we're eh, going to do. We'll save that for later. That's, that's, that will save that for later. I don't know. We'll see how far that one Back goes. Backburner. Yeah. Depends on how big of a rabbit hole that turns out yeah. to be. Yeah. We'll see. So anyways, okay. So the gunshots accompanied by screams that were so real, they sent the seasoned guards to the ground, believing that prisoners had somehow escaped and obtained weapons. Like it was that loud. Oh, wow. After taking cover, the guards would then cautiously look about and see absolutely nothing. These incidents could never be explained. Maybe the ghosts think it's funny to scare the shit out of people. And so they just make those sounds. (laughs) Maybe it's not residual cannon fire. Maybe it's just the ghost going, let's see. Let's see if we can make them shit their pants. Hold hold my beer. Hold on. Watch this. Watch this. Maybe. Frank's going to shit his pants this time. I know he is. <laughs> I got 20 on it. I got 20 on it. <laughs> He's going to drop his gun. Watch him. <laughs> Fuck. 
I'm just saying, Frank's kind of a puss. (laughs) Yeah, he did pee himself that last song. Yeah, he's kind of a puss. Oh, you remember the first time we did it and he screamed like a girl? Mm -hmm. That was gold. Called for his mother. (laughs) Frank sucks. Hashtag Frank sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to, sorry, Frank. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. Bruh. Okay. All right. Another often reported experience of the guards was the smell of smoke that often came from a deserted laundry room as if something was on fire. Ryan started the fire. (laughs) (laughs) It was always burning since since the world was turning. Oh, my God. That was so bad. Uh, Continue, please. When they investigated, the black smoke was so thick, it drove the guards from the room. However, just minutes later, the room was completely smoke-free. Okay, that would be spooky. Totally. That would be spooky. And I wonder if it, like, smelled like something was on fire or if it was just, like, a black smoke. Both. It said they smelled it. And then they went to go investigate it. The smell. And it was like. (laughs) Well, because, you know, like something could look like smoke, but then it could be like an entity. Like a black mist. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a scary entity. They have one of those, too. Oh, my God. Let's go look at a photo of the laundry room in the C block. Okay. This one has some significance in a little bit. Looks pretty. Standard. Like, it's fine. Um, there's some shit that happened in there, though. That's a lot of cubbies. That's a lot of cubbies, but there was a lot of prisoners. 600, right? Mm, no, 600 fi- cells. Fi- 15,040-something. There's no way to know. I don't know. <laughs> 15,000. Jesus. <laughs> Motherfucker. It, it wasn't that. It was 1,500. Yeah, and then I some other numbers. Move the comma. It's yeah. fine. Anyways, the notorious D. D-I-G. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. I don't know what's got into me. I'm loving it. Keep it coming. It's fun. I'm, I'm out of wine. I'm sorry. It's stupid. Anyways, the notorious bitch. <laughs> the notorious D block of the prison is said to have been and continues to be the most haunted block in all the prison. And that was the really, really bad one where the really, really bad kids went. Yes, I'm I'm going to tell you. Oh, well, that's what we said in mine. I was just, I didn't realize. Sorry. I'm going to go further. Okay. Into the I'm further. Ready. So, while first built the same as other cell blocks, the Bureau of Prisons appropriated additional money for a more secure D block after the 1939 escape attempt in which Arthur Doc Barker was killed. I didn't go further into that because I'm more interested in this other stuff. R.I.P. Doc. Don't come at me. Yeah. (laughs) Moment of silence. Whatever. (laughs) D-Block, which became known as the treatment unit. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nope. Is comprised of 42 cells with varying degrees of restrictions. For all prisoners incarcerated in D-Block, there was no contact with the general pop. 36 of the cells were virtually... Why can't I say that Virtually. Virtually. Thank you. 
like the others in the general population. However, inmates were not allowed to work nor go to the mess hall for meals. They okay, didn't get to eat problem? lunch with their friends. What is the problem? If I couldn't do lunch with y'all, I might go insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> Attachment issues? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. They were allowed only one visit to the recreation yard and two showers each week. Ooh, it's stinking there. Yeah. It was stinky. Oh, it gets even stinkier. And all meals were served in the cells. I mean, that... Uh, I don't hate that part. I mean, I don't mind eating dinner in bed. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, breakfast in bed? Thank I, you. I'm here for that. <laughs> Their only diversion was reading prison-approved material. Oh, that has to suck. Yeah. <laughs> like owner's manual. <laughs> <laughs> It'll help you sleep. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> These cells all faced the Golden Gate Bridge, from which fierce cold winds often blew. One guard who worked D-Block was also, was known to turn on the air conditioning to make it even colder on the confined block. Um, first off, what a dick. And second off, I like it cold as fuck in my house. Yeah, but they didn't have blankets. They didn't give them blankies? Oh, they had a mattress in some of them. Well, how do you sleep? You learn. I would never survive in prison. I would never survive in prison because I need it to be like Antarctica cold nah, I with got, a blanket. I got this. I'm like hardcore now. I, I can do it. Did you nod off in your two hours in prison? Hell fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much going on. <laughs> and you, I really needed to be. <laughs> you were too busy making Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> one. It was One. But I was in a, I was in a cell with like six girls. That's, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't need to be that close to that many people. I'm good. Yeah, no, they they had all done it before. They're like, oh, girl, it ain't nothing. Like, ah, it, but did you cry? I would have cried. I would have cried a lot. I was. I cry when I get pulled over. I was. Too, my anxiety was too peaked to cry. I cried when I got home. I would have cried. Yeah. Dude, if I see a cop's <laughs> lights flash behind me, whether they're coming after me or not, like, you know how sometimes they turn them on and then they pass you? Mm -hmm. Like, my anxiety is 100, and I am oh, starting to cry. fucking sinks <laughs> to my asshole now. If I see a cop coming up behind me, I'm like, what the fuck did I do now? I've what? never been arrested, but I cry. <laughs> Every time. It was, not, it, it was probably the most white girl civilized arrest in history, but... <laughs> I am so sorry. Is there anybody I could talk to about this? Can I call my dad? <laughs> okay, so here's the worst part. I'm not going to lie. In the back of the cop car, there's no air conditioning. It was like July. Oh, that's so rude. I was sweating my ass off. Yeah. And think about the other people that probably sweated there before. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You. Thank, thanks for bringing that memory back. Um, so, but then when you get there, they make you take off your socks and shoes and show that you don't have anything. And I had my hair up in a bun. You have to be. They made me take. Barefoot. No, I, I got to put my socks and shoes back on, but they made me take my hair down and they wouldn't give me 
my hair tie back. So you had funky hair. I had funky hair. You had a ponytail bump the whole time you were in prison. Oh my God. And I didn't like all I had done like probably two days before was washed it and fucking went to bed. So it was a hot mess of entanglement. I have very super curly hair and it was thick as fuck back then. Look, it was not. It it was awful. Did you have to get a mugshot with that hair? Yes. I need to see it. I need to see the mugshot. I'm sure it's. Uh, the the Google five of the remaining six cells in D block were known as strip cells. Oh my! But not in a good way. Okay. But were more often referred to as the hole, reserved for the most severe offenders of prison rules. These cells were located on the bottom tier, the coldest place in the prison, and contained only a sink, a toilet, and a low wattage light bulb that guards could turn off. Ooh. Granted, these were the cells that had an iron door placed in front of them, and they would go. This was the dungeon. Dark. No, not the dungeon. This is just I'm, the blockout. The blockout. Block yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm about to show you a photo. I don't like it. The prisoners' mattresses were taken away during the day, and they were not allowed any time in the yard or showers or given reading materials. They used to play a game. Since it was dark, they couldn't see anything. They'd pop a button off of their uniform and throw it and then go crawl around and try to find it and then throw it again. And Just go because they around. were bored? Yep. Oh, my. Inmates could be sentenced to as many as 19 days in the hole, completely isolated and in a state of constant boredom. That's too much. Let's go look at a photo. You know, like... Of D-Block. Imagine what that does to somebody's psychological... Oh, absolutely. If they weren't crazy, they about to be. So the blackout is the bottom? Yeah. The hole is the ones down below that have the uh, solid doors. Okay. The rest of it is D-Block. It's... They're really dark in there. Not fun. That's scary. I don't like that. Yeah. It's not cool. So it's better to, like, be a good boy. I think I'm drunk. I think I might be, too. Fuck. That's only a half a bottle of wine. That's some strong shit. Get it, Bio Rosé. That's not even a big bottle. No, that's regular. It's regular size. That may be where the $20 comes in. Mm Mm-hmm. It might be worth it. Is it worth it? Let me work Work it. it. (laughs) Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse reverse it. it. Is your formidable? I think we've done this before. Anyways, probably the last strip cell, known as the Oriental, was the most severe punishment in the prison that the prison could assign, assuring complete deprivation of all peripheral senses. The dark steel encased cell contained no sink or toilet, just a small hole in the floor for prisoner waste, and you had to find it. <laughs> Hope you aimed good. It was even painted black I to did. make it even darker. I can't like that. Okay, I can't like that. Because what if, okay, you really got a shit, and you're crawling around the floor, and you're looking for the hole. Uh-huh. And you put your hand in it. Uh-huh. Well, I guess you know you found it. Oh, or that's not it. <laughs> not it. Yeah. How do yeah. you? And mm-hmm. then how do you wash it? There's a sink? You There's sink? not. So you just, like, are There's walking nothing. around... With shit on your hand. There's no mattress. There's no sink. No toilet. No light. No sound. And no thank you. Yeah. No thank you. D- yeah. I can't find your mugshot and I'm sad. 
I'm really sad right now. <laughs> That's all I want out of life. <laughs> Inmates were placed naked in the cell, given her. So you can't even wipe the poop off of you. Mm-mm. In my head, it's just like somebody covered in poop on the floor. Mm-hmm. Just covered in poop. Mm-hmm. That's so gross. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Given a restricted diet and confined in a pitch black cold environment, although a sleeping mattress was allowed at night, my bad, it was removed at dawn each morning. Inmates were usually only subject to this degree of punishment for only one to two days. Uh, that's plenty. I have a photo of a strip cell, like oh. inside of it. If you want to see it. Okay, that's literally nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Okay, I can't like that. Nope, not one bit. I'm good. That's why I'm just going to be a good girl. Now. <laughs> I am a fucking saint. We're angels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do no wrong. Ugh. Just ask me. I'll tell you. Don't ask anybody else. Just no, no, me, no. Don't, don't ask anybody else. Yeah. Not even Brittany. That's fine. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's here's some um, some really good stuff. You ready? Yeah. Likely the most disturbing of any Alcatraz ghost is the story set in the 1940s. It is told that one night an unruly prisoner was sent to D-Block, which was the area of the prison known as the Hole. This saw the prisoner confined to solitary in a cold, completely dark cell. His behavior was concerned and erratic. Guards claimed that he reported to believe that there was an evil creature within his cell, sporting glowing red eyes and viciously attacking him. Oh, no. Guards were quick to dismiss this claim, putting it down to his lack of sanity. Okay. For many hours, the prisoner continued to scream within the cell until suddenly falling silent. The next morning, this man was found dead. Oh, no. He had strange markings around his neck, dead of strangulation. How? Mystery surrounds this case as it was found that the man's wounds could not have been self-inflicted. At the time, many believed the inmate was strangled by a guard who had finally had enough of the inmate screaming. That's probably likely. Yep. Um, though an investigation was made, no one ever admitted to the strangling. Because why would they? <laughs> well, no. Yeah. Most believe that the prisoner was killed by the restless, evil spirit of the 19th century prisoner who was often seen wandering the corridors. Adding to the mystery, when the guards line up the convicts for a daily count... One too many convicts were in the lineup. At the end of the row appeared the recently strangled convict. As everyone, guards and prisoners alike, looked on in the looked on in stunned silence, the ghostly figure fucking vanished. Ooh, I got chills. Ew, nice. <laughs> nice. Today's visitors and staff often report cold spots within the hallways of D-Block, as well as sudden intense feelings. Here's the key. Here's where you need to go. Okay. Cells 12 and 14D are the most active. Okay. Cell 14D is often reported to be almost 20 degrees colder than the rest of the cells in the block. 
and numerous psychics have felt emotionally charged impressions in the corners of the cells where punished prisoners were known to have crouched and suffered. Oh, that's so sad. These cells are all are so eerie that is that it is said that some park rangers refuse to go in there alone. Oh my. When authors Richard Weiner and Nancy Osborne, authors of the book Haunted Houses, made a trip to Alcatraz, they also felt eerie feelings in 14D. When the pair entered the cell along with a park ranger, they all felt strong vibrations and tingling sensations in their hands and arms. Were they having a stroke? <laughs> I don't mate. Not not all three at the same time. Oh uh, yeah. Convinced that something or someone was there with them, Osborne stated that she had never felt so much psychic energy in one spot. Yikes. So if you dare go in fourteen. Because oh, that God. was the bad one. That's the one that's painted all black. Like that's, that's the worst that's, one. That's the the shithole. Okay. Literally. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go by myself. I don't know if I would go in there. Honestly, I, mean, I would. I mm, and then sage the fuck out of myself. Yeah, before and after. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Co-author of the book Haunted Alcatraz, Michael Corey, also described receiving psychic impressions once when he visited cell 14D. Also experiencing tingling sensations, he tells of seeing a small man with his head shaved who told of being beaten, his legs broken by guards, and left in solitary confinement. Oh, no. On another occasion, when renowned ghost hunter Richard Sinnate, Sinnate, I know, but I think it's Sinnate. The U.S. Sinnate. That sounds familiar. Anyways, Sinnate, Sinnate, I don't know. And a psychic spent the night on Alcatraz. He locked himself in cell 12D, where an evil spirit is said to have made his home. As the steel door was closed, the ghost, the ghost hunter felt icy fingers wrap around his neck while he experienced psychic visions of the bodies of twisted and dismembered men. No, uh, no thank, thank you. you. And um, why would why would you close the door? Why? I'm nope, not going to have nope, the door closed nope, on me. Nope, Don't close nope, the door. Nope. There's an, there's a chance no. it might not open up. Nope. I'm not getting locked in. No. Don't close the Mm-mm. door. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not Your smart. dad's going to close the door. He would never. He's not going to go in there. No, you on me? you. No, he is not going to go in, in D. He's not going to go in cell block D. Are you kidding? He is so scared of ghostly things. There's no way in hell. He'll stand Whatever. outside and watch. Chicken. I, he is a chicken. He ain't going in there. I would. I'd go in there, but I don't know if I would go in 12 or 14. I'll go I in the know. cell, but don't close the door. Why would you close the door? No. Don't close the door. No. Okay. In cell block C, many believe that the utility passageway where convicts Bernard Coy, Joseph Kretzer, and Marvin Hubbard were killed during their escaped attempt in 1946 is haunted. Of course. Loud clanging noises are often heard but stop when the door is opened, only to resume once it's closed. Others have reported seeing the apparitions of men wearing fatigues and hearing disembodied voices at the riot site that left the three prisoners dead. Ooh. The laundry room in cell block C is also said to hold an unseen presence. When a CBS news team brought in celebrity psychic Sylvia Brown, along with ex-convict Leon Thompson. Look, I want, can I be pen pals with Leon? Yeah, he's an ex-convict. Okay. But Sil- what? 
Sylvia is kind of garbage, though. I know. Okay. Sylvia immediately encountered the unseen presence and strong impressions of violence in the laundry room. As she described a tall man with a bald head and small beady eyes, Leon, the ex-convict, moved forward stating, I remember Butcher. He was a hitman with Murder Incorporated before they caught him. His name was Ab- Abby? 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 Maldowitz? But he, but we called him Butcher. Interesting. Another prisoner killed him here in the laundry room. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so she may have had that one right. Yeah. Prison records confirmed that Maldowitz was killed by another inmate in the laundry room area of cell block C. Crazy. In the old hospital world, world, wood, ward, ward. Park personnel has often heard voices and the screams of inmates who were often secured to a table until they were calmed down. No. That's not okay. Mm -mm. Voices are also heard in the mess hall. Many other spirits are thought to dwell on the island, including that of one of the penitentiary's most famous prisoners, Al Capone. One of Americans' most notorious mobsters is thought to continue serving time even in death, Capone is said to have had slowly lost his sanity whilst in while in Alcatraz. It's, you get it. Yeah. A symptom of his syphilis. Keep Gu- it in your pants. <laughs> Guards have described how he would hide away in the pen- penitentiary's shower room instead of braving the yard where he feared others would harm him. During his time, he would practice playing the banjo. What was the name of the band? The Rock Islanders. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to the surprise of some, the ghostly sounds of a banjo playing from the empty shower room have been reported since his death. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, in that. 1992, Alcatraz was featured on the popular television program Sightings, where several of the park staff confirmed the haunted history of the prison. Among the stories told by staff were unexplainable crashing sounds, running footsteps, unearthly screams, cell doors that mysteriously closed of their own accord, moans, chains rattling, and the constant feelings of being watched. Sightings also enlisted the help of psychic investigator Peter James to get his impressions as he walked through the prison. James soon described hearing the voices of men who had been driven mad and experiences of abuse, fear, and pain. The tales of ghostly hauntings upon Alcatraz Island have become so frequent that the legends have become as popular as the island's long history. Seemingly, the paranormal prison is destined to live up to its popular nickname of Alcatraz. Okay. I didn't know that one, but I like it. The... And good job. Thank you. And I would be terrified if I heard a banjo in the shower just saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. No. That's a bit much. All right. I really like that. I think that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Yeah. I think we both did pretty damn good. Yeah. I liked it. But you know what it is now? It's, it's trivia. <laughs> We tried. We tried. We're just going to go with it. It's fine. Because wine. Yeah. (laughs) 
just some good wine. It's really good. Y'all should go buy this wine. I'm just saying. It's worth it. It's worth 20 bucks. It only takes one little bottle. And we drink once a week, so we have a bit of a tolerance. Yeah. And we only drink half the bottle each, so. It usually takes me at least a bottle. Yeah. That, that, or a big bottle. Yeah. So, good lord. Okay. We have, oh, we, have we have the trivia question from last week. In what U.S. state is the Colonial Parkway the site of at least eight murders between 1986 and 1989? And the answer is... <laughs> Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. The Colonial Parkway is a 23-mile stretch of some of the most beautiful scenery in the United States. It connects the three points of the Commonwealth's historic triangle, Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Um, yes. Yada, 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 serial killer for decades. Yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. One of us did a case on it. There, there's some yada in there. Yeah. And the winners are coming in on Facebook, Miss Shannon Williams. Woohoo! You now have 11. Get it. Getting it, getting it. And Miss Rebecca, Becca Boo, on Instagram. Ma'am, you have nine. Woo! Good job. Good job. Um, Good there job, are... Friends. How many? Oh, this is the last question. No. Yeah, because we have one more episode, and we'll tell the winner on that one. All right. Here okay. is the final trivia question. Yeah. Are you ready? Me? I'm ready. Anybody. Okay. Okay. By what other name are the canal murders known? Oh, short and sweet. Yep. That's all I got. So I'll tell you again. Ask yeah. you again. Tell, ask, ask. T- tell me. <laughs> By what other name are the canal murders known? And your time starts now. 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 The Crick murders? No, it ain't the Crick murders. <laughs> Bayou murders. Slew. <laughs> no, it ain't none of that. Uh, okay. A river runs through it. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> Answer questions. Answer on questions. On the social media. Look at pictures there, too. Shenanigans. And shenanigans and hump day treats. Mind teasers. Mind teasers. And, and rate back, review. Rate review and come back and listen again. Because we like that shit. Yeah, and we're going to announce the winner next episode. Yeah. So come back to see if you won Super Cool Mystery Prize. You hear? <laughs> no. We've retired the you hear. It's gone. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, it's time for bed. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.